And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. On the phone we have former Cleveland Indian, Detroit Tiger, White Sox, Dodger, Rocky Calavito. How you doing, Mr. Calavito? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. I was looking at your bio here. I see you were a devout Yankee fan growing up. Who was your favorite player on those teams? Years ago, it was Joe DiMaggio. Is this because he was Italian like you, or just like the way he played? No, I just, uh, well, Italian didn't hurt him, but uh, I, I liked the way he played, really. I thought he was a great ball player. When you were watching the Yankees growing up, those teams every year were playing for the World Series. Was there a reason why? They had a great team. They had a lot of depth. Uh, they, just had a, they had a great ball club. I mean, they had good pitching, good good power, good hitting. I mean, they just they were a very uh, great all-around team. And then I see you dropped out of school at 16 because you wanted to play in the major leagues. Well, I didn't go to the major leagues. I went to the minor leagues. Right. Because you used to uh, – there was a time when I wouldn't let that be said. But uh, now it's long past time because I didn't want children to look and see that a major league baseball player dropped out of school at 16. And uh, and they could do that also And I because and, I thought education was so important. What did your parents say when you decided to drop out of school? Well, my mother passed away when I was nine. So my father, uh, and I said I'd go to, you know, I'd go to work. And uh, he was from the old school, and he really didn't contest it a whole lot. When the Yankees didn't sign you, did that surprise you? Well, the Yankees did show interest, though. They wanted me to go to spring training without a contract. And, and, uh, and if they liked me, they offered me, uh, uh, I forget what it was, $5,000 or whatever it was. Uh, the Dodgers wanted to do the same thing. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that until I had uh, something in hand. You know, bird in hand is better than two in the bush. Or, uh, exactly. Then the Indians gave you what you wanted, right? Well, let's not say what I wanted. Oh. <laughs> let's say that they made me an offer that, that I could live with, you know. They deferred two-thirds of your signing bonus, though? <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you how it went, okay? Okay, My tell brother me. was my manager, so to speak, okay? Okay. And he looked after me, Okay. They gave me $1,250 to sign, okay? They gave me $750 if I stayed 30 days. And they gave me another 1000 if I stayed 60 days. So in all, that was $3,000. And then they gave me $300 a month, which was uh, pretty good for Class D, because that's where I went, D, like in David, okay? Okay. So that, that's... That was my entire salary for the year of 1951, which was peanuts, okay? And, uh, but I wanted to play. <clears throat> I gave my father $1,000 when I signed, and I gave my brother 100 which he didn't want to take, but I told him he was going to take it. And, uh, because he always gave me money, always looked after me. And, uh, and I kept 150 and bought some clothes. And then you caught, called up to the Indians, what, in 55? The end of 55, right. And who was on those teams? Was Bob, you had what, Bob Feller and Al Rosen, or was Rosen already retired? Rosen was there. Bob Feller, Mike Garcia, Curly Wynn, Bob Lemon, Herb Score, my roommate, uh, Art Hudeman, and uh, Bob Hooper. They had, uh, there was quite a few uh, pitchers. Then they had Rosie play third. Uh, They had uh, Sam Denny and Strickland play short. And Bobby Avila was the second baseman, and the first baseman was Vic Wirtz, 
and also, uh, yeah, Dick Worth was the first baseman. No wonder why you wanted to play with the Indians. With their pitching staff, you don't want to face them. Well, I, I didn't think of it like that. And the reason I didn't really want to sign with the Yankees, as much as they were my favorite team, I mean, you had a battle of uh, Bauer, Woodling, and when I signed, the Magic was still there, <clears throat> and they were touting Mickey Mantle, and uh, and I thought my chances of playing would be uh, limited. Exactly, with that lineup. I mean, they were just loaded. I mean, the Indians had a lot of talent, but the Yankees, like you said, they had all those all-stars. It was going to be tough. Every one of those guys, even the ones that didn't play regular, who were platoon by Casey Stengel, or could have played regular anyway. I know Moose Scourin, who passed away recently, told the story that he got mad when Casey Stengel pinch hit for him, but they had so much talent, that was normal. Yep. Uh, Moose was a great friend of mine, and I, and I, I miss him, and I'm... I felt terrible when he passed away. He was one of my ten favorite players that I played against. He was a gentleman. He was a good guy. He was straight, a straight arrow. He was really a good guy. Oh, exactly. Tony Kubik said the same thing. They don't make him like Moose anymore. No, he's right. Tony was right. You read that 61 by uh, uh, Tony Kubik and Terry Pluto? Yes. I found that very interesting because that was a big year for us, and I was with the Tigers at the time. I looked at your stats here. You so you're with the Indians. You're hitting 40 home runs a year, competing against Harmon Kilbrew for the lead. I mean, going against Mano. But again, being Italian, I remember hearing my dad say all the time, "They don't make him like Rocky Calvito anymore." Or try to model yourself after Rocky Calvito. That guy could do it all. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You tell your dad that if he's still here. He's still here. And so when you were playing with the Indians here, were you kind of surprised? When they traded you after the, what, 59th season? Yeah, it came as a shock. What was the reason they traded you? I mean, you're sitting there, you're they're one of their top two players. I know they got Harvey Keene back, but you were a Cleveland icon. Well, the best way I can explain it to you is that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And they thought that they wanted a guy that was a consistent 300 hitter, which Harvey was. Uh, he had pretty nice. That year, he was the league-leading hitter, and I was the league-leading home run hitter tied with Killebrew. So they wanted a guy that, uh, they ended up with a guy that's a single double hitter and uh, who could run, get down the line real good because he had a stance that we swung it and he was on his own way. You know, he uh, had that kind of swing, and he was a good player. Would you say your best game was when you smashed the four home runs and the consecutive bats against the Orioles? I would say so. My best single game. Did you feel different that day at the plate, or you just basically had a read on the pitcher? Well, I didn't have a read on any pitcher. I just, I came into the game three for 28, so I was struggling. Uh, I never used the word slump, and I, and I was struggling. So, uh, but I turned it around that game, and, and one of the writers who was now deceased uh, was a beat writer for the Indians by the name of uh, Harry Jones. And uh, Harry said, hey, Rock, when are you going to come out of uh, Around the batting cage we were. And uh, he didn't take a batting practice. And he said, when are you going to come out of the slump? And I just looked at him and I said, what slump? I would never admit to a slump. And uh, he said, oh, come on, you know what I mean. I said, well, I'm having a little tough time right now. I said, but you never know, Harry. I said, it might be just tonight. It might just be tonight, I said to him. And uh, he just... Kind of smart, you know. And uh, he wasn't a ripper. He just uh, wrote the facts, you know. And it turned out that 
it was that nice. What do you think of Frank Lane when he made the comment about the trade when he said he traded hamburger for steak? Well, Frank Lane was not one of my favorite people. As a matter of fact, I can't think of anything good to say about him, so I probably shouldn't say anything at all. But to me, he was, he just wasn't a good person. So I'll go that far. And, uh, I, I, he deserves more than that. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he just wasn't a good human being. That's all I can tell you that. I like Bill DeWitt's uh, response that he enjoyed hamburger over steak. Yeah. Well, Bill, <laughs> Bill DeWitt was a decent man. He really was. And, uh, I got traded over there and I had a, I had a small uh, bonus coming to me for, uh, I can't even remember exactly for what, but it was like, uh, I think it was $3,000 or something. He called me up and, and uh, he wrote me the check for that small bonus that I would have gotten if I hit uh, so many home runs and he, he made sure that I had it. What was the late point with the LK line? K-Line was a great player. I mean, K-Line could do everything. He could run, he could throw, he could field, he could hit, he could hit with power, and he was, he was a he was a hell of a good player. You had those corner outfield positions taken care of because you both hit real strong arms. I saw that you could throw a ball from home plate over center field fence coming up. Yeah, I did that on numerous occasions. It was always about a bet, you know, most of the time. Did you ever have a throwing contest against K-Line? No. No. Well, K-Line was a center fielder. They made him a center fielder when I came up, when I got traded to them, okay? Okay. So, well, K-Line didn't like center field that much. And he was a he was an outstanding center fielder. Uh, he really was. And, uh, uh, he could, like I said, he could run, he could throw, he could field. I mean, he went, he went and got the ball. He got a good jump in front of him. He was, he was a good outfielder. And, uh, and the bottom line was that, uh, I, I, the rumor was that he didn't like the competition for the All-Star game. And I'm uh, being frank here, but I don't know this to be a 100% fact either. Uh, that he didn't like the competition, uh, of Mantle in center field for the All-Star games. So he wanted to play right field. So I want to go back to right field. And they, and they called me and asked me if I wouldn't mind going back to left field because they had a, deal that was imminent uh, for Billy Bruton. And I said, look, I said, I don't care where I play. Just just put my name in the lineup every day. It's left field or right field makes no difference to me. So, And I made the switch to left field, which I hadn't played in the big league. I did I did uh, in spring training maybe once or twice. I don't know. I played center field in spring training too. I played center field my first year. But it, there's a difference playing center field versus right field because the ball comes off the bat different. There's no doubt about it. You don't have the slices or the hooks, and you see the ball off the bat like you just said. And uh, you can, I think it affords you a, a better chance to get a good jump because you're right behind the pitcher, and you're right. You see where the ball is being pitched. If it's outside, inside, you know, you get a little advantage. So I always thought uh, center field was the easiest. I played center field, so. Uh, and I played the other position. So, in my opinion, it was, center field was the easiest. The whole thing is you, they wanted something that could run. I mean, I got a good jump on the ball, so I, I covered my position. I think I led the league in putouts my first year at Daytona Beach, Class D. And I was a center field for the whole year. I see that sports writer Joe Falls wasn't, it seemed like a big fan of yours. He basically said that you had like kind of an attitude there and 
because you were holding out for more money than K-Line? <laughs> that was never true. I didn't know how much K-Line was making. I was just holding out. Uh, I held out for a good race. I hit 45 home runs on 141 Saturday. So I thought I was entitled, and I hit 290 all season. And I thought I was entitled to a good race. And uh, and I, I didn't know what K-Line was making, so that never entered in my mind, ever. You were just trying to basically make as much money as you could. That's exactly right. And that's what most baseball players try to do. Most athletes try to do. Basketball, baseball, whatever it is, they, they try to uh, get the best contract they can. And that's what I tried to do. And, and the thing about it, Joe Falls was a degenerate. He was an out-and-out degenerate. He was, a, he was a snake in the grass. And when I first joined the Detroit Tigers, I knew a Geary because I played with him. And through the minors, I was his best man. At his wedding, I, had, uh, I, I knew Norm Cash from that spring because he got traded in the spring uh, over to Detroit. And they all said, "Be careful of that guy, Joe Falls." He said, "He's a he's a snake in the grass. He'll, he'll interview and then he'll write lousy things about you." And you know, I said, "Ah, uh, I thought, well, let's see." And and he rode with me all the way back from Cleveland to Detroit on the bus, and then was. Uh, pumping me and asking me questions so he could write a, and I was very gracious and, and did whatever I could to try to help him. I answered his questions, and he, he could start it out by saying he was from Brooklyn, uh, you know, I'm both from New York City, and I'm from the Bronx, and, I, and, uh, and, and you know, and it seemed like he was going to be decent, but he turned out to be exactly what they said, a snake in the grass. Was it because he liked the LK line so much, or he just was... No, I, 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 I don't think he liked anybody. I, I don't think he liked anyone a whole lot. He couldn't, he just had that poison pen thing. He just couldn't wait to write something nasty. He he had a column when I was on the road. R-N-E-I. Runs, not batted in. He wouldn't dare do it at home. Because he knew I could confront him. Which I did on another occasion. So he was... He was not one of my favorite people, for sure. Did he back he down once there. you confronted him, or he stayed the same? Once I confronted him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to him again. I never talked to him again. That's that's what you're probably referring to. I never talked to him again. And if he, if I had a good day, and the writers came around and uh, wanted to uh, interview me, and he was there, I said, "I'm not talking to any of you until this guy gets out of here." And uh, so I, I tried to hurt him a little bit, you know. Uh, in that sense, I'm being very honest right. with you. And I try to hurt him a little bit because he hurt me. And uh, I was only retaliating uh, for the stuff he was writing about me. Uh, and he, uh, and then, you know what, but there was another guy, Jerry Green, who was his, his buddy. And, uh, and Jerry wrote for an afternoon paper, and Jerry would give him all the information. I should have not probably talked to Jerry Green, but he was a uh, he, he, he wouldn't bother anybody, really. And uh, so that's how he got his information from Jerry Green. Because the rest of the guys, you know, that I knew didn't give him any information. He didn't ask it. This one guy supplied him with all the answers that they asked him. Like if I hit two home runs in the game or I did this or that, whatever, you know. And uh, so that, 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 that was the story about him. But he, uh, the one time that I really exploded on him was... Uh, I hit a, and we were playing the Orioles, and Robin Roberts was pitching. And Robbie uh, threw me a pitch. I just missed it at the bottom of the ball, and I skied it to deep right center. Uh, no, I, I lied, not deep right center. 
short right center. I hit the bottom of the ball and, and, uh, and a good part of the bat, but it was it went straight up and it was way up there. And the right fielder, the shortstop, and the second baseman converged on it. Uh, maybe the center fielder. I'm not. I don't remember exactly, but at least three players converged on it, and uh, they all looked at each other. The ball dropped back, dropped right between them, and, and I got a, a hit. You know, which I thought was a hit, and he was the official scorer. And he called it an error. So I told uh, I, I told the manager. I said when he comes into the interview, your interview with him, I said uh, I want to I want to come in. I want to come in there because I want to I want to nail him. I said. And, and he loved that, you know, uh, that manager we had. You weren't going to take grief from anyone. I mean, the guy in the stands, you're famous for going after the guy in the stands. Yeah, well, when I went in the stands, I could see my father swinging. That, that was a different thing. But getting back to the other thing, the falls, I said, okay. I, he came in there, and I, and I said to him, all right, who are you going to give the error to? I said, nobody touched it. Four guys were there. Uh, three, four guys were there. I said, "Tell me who you're going to give it." He was uh, uh, he was stuttering all over the place. He didn't know who to give the the errands to. So again, like I said, he was the official sort. So I called him every name that I could think of. Okay, and uh, and that was a lot. Okay, and uh, and I challenged him. I said, "You take the first punch." I said, "And then I'm going to wipe up this office with you." And and he said, "Are you crazy? You think I'm going to swing at you?" So he wouldn't do it. So that ended that, and I left. I was furious. I was absolutely. I felt like I was cheated, and I was. And uh, and so that was that. When I went up in the stands, my father, I saw him swinging. And that all goes to another story. Okay, right. it's all about my wife. Actually, my wife was being tormented by some guy, and my brother already knocked him out. So, but I didn't see that. If I would have seen my brother, that would have been worried. My brother was the best street fighter I ever saw. And when we come back, we'll have another person who uh, took a few swings. Golf great Louise Suggs. This is Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. 